up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Soul Cipher, your go-to podcast delving into the mind, body, soul, and spirit of your favorite hip-hop and R&B tracks, artists, and albums. I'm your host, Tatiana Hernandez-Mitchell, and today I want to start it off with a little touch, a ladies first. Dana Owens is a singer, rapper, songwriter, producer, and actress. But y'all know her best as Queen Latifah. And y'all know she does so many things under the sun. Um, and that's just that's just what's it attached to her name, you know. Queen Latifah's entry to the music biz started at Tommy Boy Records. And there she became a member of Native Tongues, which is a collective of acts like Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, and A Tribe Called Quest, who brought the music of jazz to rap mixed with pro-black image. So we're talking African prince and medallions. Like, it was something revolutionary for what they were doing and bringing it to the forefront of hip-hop. Latifah herself, she wasn't the type of artist interested in selling sex. And she knew that across the market, other folks were doing that and all power to them. But that's not what she was about. She wanted to wake people up like, (laughs) and really think about how we interact with certain topics and certain groups of folks. And specifically, she was talking about The injustices that women face as it pertains to sex, love, abuses, being seen or heard, etc. And there are so many accolades that Miss Latifah has racked up. But for one, and this was something that I just found out, but she is the first hip-hop artist to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I say all this to say that Queen Latifah really came into the business with a certain idea and intent in mind and she came out with so much gold she came out with so much and honestly she's I think for me a huge impact on successful black women what that image looks like to me and also for so many other women in the world right So, you know, if we're getting into this realm of ladies first, we got to shout out our good sis, Simone Johnson, better known as Moni Love. And she is a British rapper, actress and radio personality from London. She's a two time Grammy nominee and the first British woman to hold that esteem. Her debut album, Down to Earth, was released in November of 1990. And she also worked with folks like L.A. Reid, Babyface, Marley Ma, and Prince. Queen Latifah's debut album, All Hail the Queen, confronted everything that was going on in hip-hop at the time that I sort of mentioned in the intro. This was a positive album, and it centered empowerment. UNITY and Ladies First are the two singles on this debut album that really spoke to this topic of empowerment and how that looks like in the lens of black women. Ladies First really set the stage as an incredible Afrocentric feminist anthem. It really took the music business by storm, in my opinion, despite Latifah's lack of praise for the work that she was doing with this album. Like, like think about it. The entire music industry is filled with 
sex, 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 bitch, 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 ho, 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 all this. And then there are few women who are making that radical decision to be like, you know what? Why is no one talking about how this is detrimental to one, our people and our minds? And two, this is like something that we're kind of like trauma bonding on. And she's like, nah, like that's not what I'm about to be on. And I respect that a lot because I feel like it made way for other conscious rap and other folks just trying to bring light to messages that overall are impacting the psyche, especially for black folk. Like, I can't stress that enough. And with Ladies First specifically, she's demanding equal treatment for women, especially black women. Like I mentioned, I said, I'm not going to stop stressing it enough. And it demonstrated the need for women to uplift one another and to resist the stereotypical box that society likes to place women in when it comes to how we are over-sexualized and portrayed. And that is like a whole other conversation. <laughs> you feel me? But um, as we break down, so y'all know what's coming next. As we break down the message behind the song where Queen Latifah was at, different spiritual laws and, and, and ideas and, and how that all correlates to what this message is, you will then understand how it all is connected and how intersectionality really plays in it a huge part um, of constructing ladies first so let's get on into it y'all already know what it is it's time for the breakdown and you know i'm always coming ready to chat <laughs> about anything and everything under the sun for the spiritual essence um, of Ladies First. So this is the part in the podcast where I really get to just chat with y'all about my ideas spiritually of the message behind this track um, and all tracks that see the face of the breakdown. But for one, we have this quote, the nation can rise no higher than its women. And this quote was introduced to me by Akil in the book, Goddess Black Woman. And I highly recommend anyone reading that. I really feel like anyone, regardless of any labels, any anything, any identities, this is an insightful text that will have your mind thinking different. Not to say you have to assimilate and prescribe to everything that's said, because I don't agree with everything that's said in the book. However... I agree with a lot of points, um, and and one of which being this quote. And I think when you really take a look at it, women are creators. All of humanity are creators, but right now we're talking about women. And the way in which society and men, and even just folks in general, view the women of the world treat the women of the world you will see where their society is at in terms of mentally emotionally physically spiritually it all correlates back to the creator and i think that ladies first makes strides to raise the bar to raise its nation higher because once you start to see the specialness if that's even a word <laughs> if you start if you start to see 
how important women are and what they contribute, the life that they bring. And especially black women, how they can effortlessly seem, even though that's not what it is, to carry the weight of everything and anything that they don't have to. Let's get that correct. That they don't have to, but they still do. And they and they make incredible strides and, and raise bars that you maybe you don't even think you can do. When we go back to this quote and we talk about how the nation can rise no higher than its black women, I think Queen Latifah had that in mind. She knew right now that the state of where women were and how they were being discussed and how they were being treated is nowhere near the pinnacle that they must be placed at. And I really, really encourage y'all to listen to All Hail the Queen. I really, I really feel that one listen to this album, you will start to understand what this quote is. And in conjunction with the book, you will start to see that we as a society need to do better. When it comes to not only uplifting one another, but uplifting its women. And uplifting women, black women, can be done in a myriad of ways. Like, that doesn't have to automatically be in the spheres of higher society. You understand? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's monumental, it's historic to have an entire gov, like, assembly or whatever, filled with women specifically black women but let's be honest about the, the way the structure of the society is set up until capitalism is eradicated it's quiet for any of that to happen until patriarchy is eradicated until racism is tackled how it needs to be it's not going to happen however i think that different positions of power don't necessarily have to be arranged with hierarchy or societal institutions i feel that there's different ways to reclaim power and establish power and that could be on the home front how are your 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 family dynamics set up are you uplifting women every day how are you speaking about women all these little things right quote unquote little things can reshape and recenter the narrative to be allowing your nation in your house to be uplifted. So think about that. Secondly, I wanted to get into this idea of oneness and interconnectivity. Moni Love spits this fire bar and she says that, quote, I'm the daughter of a sister who's the mother of a brother, who's the brother of another plus one more. And she goes way faster. That's why I had to really break it down because there's no way that I'm about to spit that bar like that. But this this line is talking about that connection to native tongues. And <clears throat> I'm going to break it down for y'all, right? I'm the daughter of a sister. So Moni is talking about she's the daughter of a sister, Queen Latifah, who's the mother of a brother. And Queen Latifah is the mother of... If I'm not mistaken, she's talking about Jungle Brothers. And then it goes from who's the brother of another, which is De La Soul. And then plus one more, which is Trot. So you're seeing the interconnectivity 
and the intricacy of this bar that's reflecting this idea of oneness. And this reminds me, I have this book, I haven't read it yet, but it was recommended to me by a good friend of mine, Tyra. What's up, sis? Uh, she put me onto this book, it's called Oneness by Rasha. And I haven't had the time yet to pick it up because I have so many other books that I have to get to and I am still a grad student. And I have a business and I'm doing 45 million things. So <laughs> the reading is on the back burner. But in this book, it's exploring this spiritual concept of oneness and how everything is correlated and, and tied into. And I think that this idea is reflected amazingly in this bar. Um, and, you know, this is also talking about the connection between all the folks who are classified under the segment of hip hop and conscious rap. And, the, and, and honestly, the reason I even do Soul Cypher, and especially for this first season of Be How It Is with a lot of conscious rappers, is because I wanted to shine light on a different perspective. I feel like conscious rap gets this tagline that it's so serious, that, um, you know, you know, you can't twerk to it or all these stupid things, you know, that you can't get moving and grooving. But it's like, conscious rap is made for the purpose of bringing things to the forefront. And a lot of people don't like the truth, I realized. And just plain going through life, people would rather be ignorant and listen to the shit that they know is literally programming their mind. Because music is is a programmer of the mind. The more you listen to shit that is degrading women and calling people hoes and bitches and all these different things, the more you're going to start to internalize that. And then it's going to be reflected back out onto you when you get into situations and, and, and you're talking and how you treat the women around you. And, and this is from personal experience, seeing this around, even being in a mindset that I didn't realize, realize that, damn, this is not, this is not my thought. Where did I get this from? So then that goes through a whole other, you know, lens and, and lane of, reconstructing what it is that I truly believe and how society can put these messages onto you, right? So I say this all to say is that all of this is connected, you know? You need to understand how the oneness of conscious rap is actually reflecting back to you the truth that you really need to hear, but that people are running from, which is why at the time it was such a big thing for people like native tongues to get together, to be talking about real shit because all that was on the radio and still today is bullshit. And that's my honest opinion. So no, no shame to you. If you like to listen to 105.1 or whatever is <laughs> in the, in, in the mainstream, you know, radio channels, and I've even <clears throat> had my fair share of like work here in Newhouse, working with the professor uh, as a research assistant, Professor Santos Suoso. And we were doing work on this rise of Clear Channel and how independent radio stations were being eradicated and merged into conglomerates. And their personality and just their flair was immediately stripped and put into this commercialized branding of the same BS messages, the same songs, same ads, all types of BS. And this today adds into why a lot of black radio stations were being wiped the hell out, commercialized, 
for you to hear hear this 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 Eurocentric um, view of what society is like, of what music is like. So in this way, this also erases that part of interconnectivity because it's like it's like washing away the foundations of the culture of what this supposed country is supposed to be about. And you have to think that this all started when people were pushing the grain. You see what I'm saying? When people are pushing the grain and they're making room for new ideas and songs and messages to come out. Somebody was like, nah, that's attacking the messages that we that, that we, we want to put forth. That's messing up the matrix. <laughs> but it still had a way to come out, right? You see how important... Queen Latifah and Moni Love's work is because of this idea of oneness, because of this idea of breaking through of what's really true. And I think a lot of people need to take a step back and and see where they stand in this. Because if honestly you feel offended in anything I'm saying, because there are folks like that. You have to look at the messages that you're programmed to believe, you know what I'm saying? And you need to see how everything is connected. And you need to see how there's always, in my opinion, one side, another side, and the truth. Ladies first talks about the truth. And we can talk about this. Like, if you know me, hit me up and we can chat. Um, But the last thing, which kind of, like, I feel like this last spiritual piece, this spiritual breakdown segment um, connects with the first quote that I mentioned about the nation rising no higher than its women. This is woman as God. And here's where things may get <laughs> quote unquote controversial, but I honestly want to chat because this is my opinion. This is my podcast. Um, and I think that it's insightful to hear a lot of different perspectives, even if they don't match up with yours. And so, For a long time, we're going to get into some personal shit. (laughs) For a long time, I didn't believe in God. Because I didn't, I wasn't raised to go to church. I was barely in there. Like, maybe a couple times on Easter or something. Because the majority of my family is Catholic um, and Christian. No, Catholic on my mom's side, Dominican side. But Christian um, on my dad's side. And, you know, that was just never in the cards for me. So me figuring out what God was, I don't even know the first time I really just understood it. Like, I think I understood it more in the mainstream lens of like, there's this white dude with brown hair that wears white robes and like everybody worships him. But, you know, then there's this whole thing of like Jesus versus God and all these different things. And that's when I was really, I was very young coming to this understanding of what that was. And there was a time that I also didn't believe in God because I'm like, why the hell are bad things happening to good people? Like, why would God let that happen? So it was a lot of things, you know, that that I was trying to piece together in my mind. And for a long time, I just let it go, you know. And as I started to get more in tune with myself, I started to realize what God really meant. And instead of being so triggered, especially because, you know, it has a, God has a lot of 
I guess, narratives attached to behind this energy and what and what it really is to people and where it comes from. And, you know, for me, I was very triggered because I'm like, I'm a black person. <laughs> like, and how religion has it has been shaped in the, in in my opinion in the black community has always been from a place of control i mean african slaves came here and were forced upon this 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 narrative this ideal this these ideals excuse me of how they need to be carrying out their spiritual practice so you know it's always been a touchy thing for me because I didn't want to scribe, prescribe, whatever, to anything that had to do with Eurocentric ways of being. Especially not if I'm going to worship a god. But I don't feel like any god has any ethnic or whatever the fuck identities. I just think we as people subscribe to what we think is most aligned with us. So who the hell knows, for example, if God is a woman, right? But me going through all those tribulations young when I was younger and then getting more in tune with myself now, I realize God is everything. God is everything and anything you want it to be. And that's a good and a bad thing, right? Because then people who are not good intentioned can, can skew the narrative and make God something that they're not. <clears throat> And so back to this idea of woman as God. For me, I had to look at God like sort of like this multidimensional type of being. Like I know that God is a, some sort of higher power. And, and usually I, I put that with this kind of like tie with the universe. You know, God in the universe to me is interchangeable. Except one is more per- personified. So God to me is more personified and and the universe is more of this entire, you know, encasing of different forms of life, basically. From the stars to the soil to the molten lava, like (laughs) everything, people. So women as woman as God, I see that inside myself. Because the societal labels or the social labels that I ascribe to as women and race gets tricky. But I'm a black woman with a Dominican eth- like ancestry, my ethnicity. Um, and so, of course, I'm going to think woman is God. Because that's how I maneuver and that's how it's reflected back to me. And so with this song, Ladies First, I've always, like, felt like this is what this song is saying. Look at the strongness of God through black women. Look at how they uplift each other. Look at how relevant and present and prevalent they are in the, in the inner weavings of society and just the, the goings of every day. Through creating life, through teaching, you know, through just being their authentic selves, you ain't even gotta do shit. And just to be a woman, like, you deal with so much on a daily. 
Like, bro, we have periods. Who does who who does that <laughs> besides us? You know what I'm saying? Like the intricacies of the inside of us is reflected on the out out on the outer. And then is reflected in society, in songs like these. And then is reflected into some folks' understanding, me including, of woman as God. A woman as this being of intricate feminine energy. You know? So all in all, with the nation rising no higher than its women, the oneness, the interconnectivity, woman as God. It's all wrapped up in this nice, neat little bow and put into ladies first. And I think you have to really pick out the lyrics and you have to really see and do your research into who Queen Latifah is and who Moni Love is. Like this podcast only gives a little bit of, 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 you know, info here and there about them. But there's so much more than all the things that I've said, as with everything I've talked about. So like I say... You know, it's important to do your research and really get into the crevices and the crux of this. If you're interested, you know, maybe you're just listening to this and you're just like, ah, this is bullshit. Next. That's fine. But I know that what I've brought to the forefront now is in your subconscious. It's in your mind. So you choose whether or not you can see the connection between all these. But I really think it's important to challenge how we see these things and also challenge each other. Just talk to each other. Why we feel these ways. You know, why do we think this way? But that's the breakdown. You already know the vibe. Alright everybody. Once again, I want to thank you for coming on, listening to me chat. I really hope that you got some insightful pieces out of this and and gained with some more information. You know, that's all I can hope for. Um, But yeah, y'all. Stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to be talking about stepping into your worth with the Faith Evans and Carl Thomas track. Can't believe. I can't wait for y'all to hear that. See you in the next one. Peace out.